Amen. Find somebody to high five and let them know that you're glad that they are here. You know, smile at them real big, too, till they get embarrassed. I mean, just smile at them and cheese and, I mean, give them one of those big ones. If they don't smile back at you, just smile till they smile back at you. All right, all right. So we're going to get into this final um, part of this series, Just Jesus. We, we're, this is the third uh, message in our series, uh, Just Jesus. And one thing that I thought about and I've shared throughout this series is how holidays, honestly, they just, they, we can't get away from the fact that they mean different things to different people. Um, some of us, when we reach a holiday such as Thanksgiving or or Easter or Christmas or whatever the holiday is, um, it, it brings us great joy. It brings us great gladness. Um, we're excited for the opportunity to connect with friends and family. And then there's others. When holidays come around, they're, 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 they can be heavy for us because those are the times that we remember that maybe those who've gone on before us or who've gone on to be with the Lord or who are no longer with us. And we, 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 we remember the good times, but it's hard for us to come to grips with the fact that those who were so close to us um, no longer are. So while it is a festive time, according to scripture, and a festive time traditionally, I've also found that it can be challenging because at the same time of all these spiritual things going on, some of us are still stressed out trying to figure out how to get um, the Xbox One or what, whatever these things are out now that the kids like. We're trying to figure out how to bless our, our loved ones when honestly things might be tight. And what I want to do as your pastor today is simply call our attention back to what's most important, uh, because I feel like we have one day, one time of year where we can celebrate the most important arrival that has ever happened on earth. And if we realize that and we realize what that arrival actually came uh, to do and accomplish in our life, we will never be short on joy. We'll never be short on the ability to truly worship God and be festive no matter what the circumstance is. How many of you know that our joy and our happiness doesn't have to be dictated by what's going on around us? It's so important because um, even over the course of maybe this week, you've been challenged and you've been tested and things have, have, have come in your life. Maybe you've been, it, uh, been frustrated. Maybe you've got into an argument with people that you care about very deeply at a time that you should be uh, unified and together. And so what I feel, feel like is when all these storms and all this chaos um, is going on in our lives, we have to find our center. We have to get back to what is most important. Sometimes, you, you ever been with someone, a, a friend, uh, uh, in a relationship, and you started arguing over the stupidest thing? Nobody ever argued over anything stupid? I mean, ar literally argued over the color of the car that passed you by. You know, you're your significant other, man, did you see that blue car in you because you got to have the last word? It wasn't blue. It was light green. And all of a sudden, now y'all are going back and forth and won't talk to each other all day because you argued about the color of a car that belongs to somebody you don't know. And, and, and I want you to understand what actually happens is those silly things that the enemy, he, he brings them in our life to, to slowly try and bleed and steal our joy from our lives. If we make it and even take it more seriously, uh, because this is a time that it's important to be connected to friends and family and people you love. If we take it more seriously, there's also times where we get separated because of a misunderstanding. You ever been there? Where, where you did something or somebody else did something and you don't even know what they meant by what they did. And before you know it, now you're not even talking to each other because you had a misunderstanding. That could have been resolved if you had said, hey, um, 
I'm sorry, I didn't mean that that way. Uh, you know, so my goal today, again, is simply to point us back to what's most important. If we organize our lives and our families and our friendships around what is most important, then we'll have staying power. Somebody say staying power. So what we're going to talk about today is the why of Christmas, the why of Christmas. Now, now, forgive me for not giving you seven steps to having a happy holiday or five steps to having a break. I, I really just want to get us back to the basis because if that is the case, we'll know what to celebrate. No one can steal our joy. And so Matthew 1.22 says this. It says, so all this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the Lord through the prophet saying, behold, the virgin shall be with child. Now, how many of you know, honestly, if we were living in this time, I don't know if, if, if my wife came to me and said, I'm with child, but we haven't. <laughs> Y'all know, right? Some kids in here, so I'm just. <laughs> but, you know, she, hey, I'm, I'm pregnant and God is the daddy. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. <laughs> but miracles and unexplained things, things we can't figure out happen when God gets involved in man's situation. And so it says, Behold, a virgin shall be with child and shall bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which is translated God with us. The first reason and the first why of Christmas is simply this. It's incarnation. And if you've never heard that word, it's God came in the flesh. God came in the flesh. God, holy and righteous God, took on human form so that he could be and relate to you and I. That's enough to be to, to get to, to say amen on right there because God didn't have to do it. He had it all together up in heaven, but he took on human flesh and came for us. Why? Because he'll ever, forever represent him making his dwelling with man. And I, I, this, this baffles my mind because the God of the universe who, who spoke the moon and the stars and the sun into place said that I value my creation so important. I value each and every one of you sitting here so important to me and your purpose and, and, and everything about your life is so important to me that I'm going to send my son to make his dwelling among you and live with you. Why? So that he could be an example for us as to how we're to live this life here on earth. But here's the most, the even more important reason that man could never get to, to God on his own, so God had to come to man. I, I don't know if you really grasp that. Because every religion, every, every uh, belief system in our earth is predicated on I do this and that particular God loves me and does good by me. It's called cause and effect. Every single one but Christianity. But our belief system, our belief system is solely based on the fact that God came to us because we couldn't get to him. Somebody should rejoice about that. Because all that stuff that we messed up, all that stuff that we don't want people to know about our lives, all that stuff that, that is in our closet, per se, in our lives was dealt with by the blood of Jesus because he thought enough to come to man when nothing we could ever do on our own would be good enough to get to him. See, this is why we celebrate on this holiday. See, too many times in church what we do is we take the gospel and we just add it to the message. We just kind of tack it on. We just, we just tack Jesus on to, you're going to get your miracle in three weeks. We just tack Jesus on to, you know, if you do this, you're going to get that. But the reality is, is our entire message centers around Jesus. 
And it doesn't center around what you did for him. It centers around what he did for you. I, I, don't, I don't know if you realize that. Any, anybody else in here ever messed up in life? Anybody else in here ever got it wrong, didn't say it right all the time, didn't do it right all the time, got in big trouble that we couldn't get out on our own? Thank God for the blood of Jesus. Thank God that because of his love, he said, I'm going to come and get to you. Because I love you and I know on your own you can't get to me. It just makes me rejoice. John 1.14 says this. It says, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. How many of you know when Jesus comes, he comes with everything you need? The challenge with man is that we don't always know what we need. Sometimes we think we know what we need, but it's really what we want, and God knows what we need. He said, I've got to show up because the only thing that's going to set you free from what's holding you, the only thing that's going to bring your life back into balance is the right measure of grace and truth. Grace, God giving you what you could never earn on your own, never deserve on your own, never work up to you on your own. You ever met somebody that you would never be good enough to please, yet you were always working to please them? You know, let me do this so I can make them happy. Let me do that so I can satisfy and make it happy. But the reality is, is God knows that nothing in our flesh could ever please him on his own. So he says, I'm going to do for you blessing and miracle and everything you need in your life at your point of need because, watch this, I love you. How, how, how many of you know it's good you, the, the feeling that you have when somebody does something for you just because? You, you know those shady characters sometimes that they, they, they come to you and they're, they're nice to you, but they want something. You, you, know, you know how they're, hey, hey, man, I've really been thinking about you. In the back of your head, you're like, yeah, you've been thinking about what's in my pocket. <laughs> you still owe me $20. No. <laughs> Some of y'all like that, though, too. Hey, I'm going to need you to stop by my house and give me that, you know. <laughs> Isn't it funny how people can find you when they need it, but they can't find it when you, it's time to, anyway, no, it's Christmas, let me, let me stay on, <laughs> full of grace and truth, God, God doesn't come to us looking for anything, he just says, I love you, and I want your life to go on the right path, so I'm going to give you all the grace you need, you, you need grace, because I need it every day. I, I need it, man. I don't just. But how many of we also need some truth? The Bible says that we shall know the truth, Jesus, and the truth shall make us free. Some of us want freedom and no truth. But the reality is, is that he brings us all the grace we need so we can handle all the truth we need. That's, y'all should write that down. That's not in the notes. He brings us all the grace we need so we can handle all the truth we need. Hmm. You ever had that friend that wasn't afraid to tell you the truth? You know, they loved you. They, the old church used to call them the sweet, mean ones. <laughs> like they loved you, but they, they love you, but they, you know, they smile at you, baby, you're not living right. <laughs> I'm like, how did y'all know what we did last night? Because they were walking with God. So they knew. I mean, they just knew if our face wasn't right. I'm like, oh, what did you do last night? Devil got he busy. In you. They say stuff like he just been busy in your life, hasn't he? <laughs> Grace. And true. But then they give you a peppermint and say, you know, but God still loves you. 
and you're going to be all right after they give you a spiritual whipping. <laughs> who I perceive God to be is who I'll receive him to be. This is why I say came, full of grace and truth. And, and, and what I found is that some of us don't worship God. We worship God, the God we created in our own mind. And this is why scripture is so rich and tells us so much about Jesus and it tells us so much about God. Because left to ourselves, we're sitting there praying to something and we have no idea what we're doing. Because if we knew what we were doing, our first response would be, Lord, I worship you. And I thank you for all you've done in my life. Yes, I got a list of things I want you to do, but thank you for what you did on the cross. Thank you for dying for me. Thank you for giving me another day of life, health, and strength. You know, if we knew the God that, that do you realize that if it, God is so much God that if he says your life is over, it's over right now. All you got to do is say breath stop. And that's it. That shouldn't make you sad. That should make you rejoice because if he breathes life into you, man can't steal it. And the enemy can't steal anything that God breathes in your life. Some of us have had a rough week because the enemy been stealing from us all week. Stealing self-esteem, stealing worth, stealing value, stealing, stealing our faith. He's been robbing us all week. And we got to be reminded that Jesus came to give us life and life more abundantly. But who we perceive God to be is who we'll receive him to be. So in the midst of the enemy and this world lying to you on a daily basis, you got to remember who God is. This is it. See, I'm trying to help you because this is, this is how you walk in doctor's office when they tell you one thing. You walk in and say, I know what you said, but I know what God said. This is how it is when, you, when, when you're facing things on your job or facing things and the enemy's attacking your mind. Devil, I know what you're saying, but I know the God that I serve. Hmm. Let's keep going. The why of Christmas. Why did he come? First, uh, 2 Corinthians 5.18 says this. It says, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself. I don't know if y'all caught that. God reconciled us to himself. Reconcile is an accounting term. It means to bring into balance. It means to make right, make the relationship right. So God made it possible for our relationship to be right with him all by himself. Mm. But how did he do it? Through who? Jesus Christ. And he's what? Given us the ministry of reconciliation. Why are we spending so much time trying to divide people? When he came to bring us together, he came to bring us into unity, yet some people in their lives spend their entire life causing division. That is, now here's the miracle again. Here's Emmanuel again, which I just talked about in the first verse, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to what? Himself. And here's the beautiful part that we should all be excited about. Not imputing or counting their trespasses against them. How many of you have ever had somebody in your life and they're holding stuff against you, even now? Stuff years ago, and they're still holding it against you. And the reality is, is that God never holds anything against us that's under the blood. I don't know who I'm helping there. I said it like this last week. We've got to stop revisiting what God has resolved. God resolved our sin on the cross, yet we keep going back to it. He's saying, I took care of it. Not counting their trespasses to them, and he's committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now, here's a word that, that so the wife Christmas, why did he come? Here's the other reason, atonement. To make at one. Are y'all following me with this? I know this isn't about your car, your house, or, and, and, you know, all that stuff that we preach about. But... 
This is about our relationship with God, which is the most important thing. If you lose everything, you need Jesus. He came to make us at one with himself. Say unity. Before you can have unity with man, you've got to have unity with God. If my relationship with God is right, my relationship with you will be right. Because I'll realize that because I have a right relationship with God, my relationship with you is not about me. You, you ever meet people that every single thing centers around them? It's okay. I know some of y'all don't want to say it because you might, man, they kind of, pastor, they sit next to me. I can't say amen. No. <laughs> no, but when we have a relationship with God, sometimes that means we got to apologize even when we don't think we're wrong. Sometimes we got to forgive before we get an apology. You ever been there? Sometimes we got to forgive even if we don't ever get an apology. Because truth be told, some of us still haven't apologized to Jesus. <laughs> but he still died on that cross for you and I to make us one with Our sins will not be counted against us because God has worked for us. The stuff that keeps you up at night. See, I got to be real on this Christmas celebration. There's some stuff that we've done in our life, things that we said, things that we've done, and it's mess with, it messes with our conscience and it's kept, it keeps us up at night. But you can leave here today free because of the blood of Jesus. Jesus came to bring reconnection and reunion to God. You see the theme that I'm, I'm, I'm pressing here? I know this isn't maybe the most exciting message that you've ever heard, but it should be. Because if I'm at one with Jesus, that means that there's not a single thing that the enemy can do in my life to take me down. Let me say it in a way we can all understand. In order to get to me, he's got to go through Jesus. You ever think about that? Think about, let me, let me help you because some of us still got a little hood in us. And I'm like, if you come after my daughter, you got to come through me. I'm just saying, you come from my family. I got something for you and you're not going to like it. Yeah. I ain't been saved that long. <laughs> Y'all know. See, yeah, now you're laughing because you know, all right, it's okay for me to laugh now because pastor got a little crazy in him too. <laughs> Some people have it together till you mess with their family. If I feel that way, how much more the God of the universe who died for us so that we could live for him will stand in the way of what the enemy is trying to do in your life? Is this helping you? Right now, to this morning, he tried to do stuff in people's lives. Just messing, just whispering and messing, messing with you. You're never going to be anything. It's always going to be the same. Your holidays, all this stuff he talks to you about. And some of you got to be like, you know what? Talk to my daddy. <laughs> hmm. He came to bring reconnection and reunion to God. That which was from the beginning, which we've heard, which we've seen it with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare unto you. 
Listen to this next part. That you also may have fellowship, say fellowship, with us, and truly our fellowship is with who? Say, I can't do anything without God. Let me, let me just say something really sobering. Some of us can go kind of smooth in our life and things are going well. We think we don't need any help from anybody or anything. But let me assure you, you will reach a point in your life where only God can fix it. Where only God can move. Where only God can work in your life. So every now and then, there's going to be some things that happen in your life that remind you you need God. Some of us, before we, before we criticize and judge what somebody go through, we better remember we're only one paycheck, one phone call away from the same situation. Amen. See, God has a funny way, I don't know who's, but God has a funny way of dethroning your gods in your life. And so whatever it is that you worship, he loves you so much that he don't have a problem kicking it over, and sometimes he'll use your pastor to do it. That's why you get mad at him, because every now and then in the message, spiritually, you'll see me do this to your idol. Just keep loving me anyway. I know you talk, talk about me when you get home, but, but keep loving me. Anyway, because God will use somebody every now and then just poke. You ever, you, be honest, y'all sit sometimes in, in church, and sometimes you feel like I mean, he's, he's poking right there. He's getting on my nerves, but I can't really, I really should go to the bathroom right you know. Y'all don't know anything about the old church where you had to hold your finger up. <laughs> Some of y'all do. Well, you don't get up. Go to the bathroom if you didn't hold that finger up. Anyway, here's my point. You want people in your life that are not afraid to push over what you worship if it's not God. And so every now and then, they might even do it gently, but you'll feel it. You'll know it. You'll cringe, and they'll be like, yeah, that idol of money. Sometimes your idol isn't money. Sometimes your idol is him. Sometimes your idol is her. How, how, how do I know that? Because that's the thing that keeps you from the house of God. All it, all it takes is a phone call. Hey, I'm coming to see you. All right. <laughs> Told you we'd be in real in the church. You know, you know that phone call. Hey, uh. Can I come see you? What you coming to see? <laughs> well, some of y'all, man, you, but that, that, that salvation go out the door when you get that phone call. <laughs> but God says, you know what? I love you too much. So I'll hold them up at the railroad track so they can't get to you. <laughs> hmm. Everything that desires your attention doesn't deserve your attention. But Jesus is worthy of our attention. If you filter everything you, in your life through Jesus, there's stuff he'll protect you from. Do you realize that everybody who, who's knocking on the door to be in your life doesn't belong there? Hey, I just, I just, I, I just want to be part of your life. And God says, you know what, you got such a good, caring heart that I got to tell you, hey, they're not good for you. I said this earlier. Truly, our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things, don't miss this. These things, everything I just read, 
we write to you that you're what? May be full. Where in that scripture does it say that your car is going to bring you joy? Or your, your, your honey boo-boo thing is going to give you joy? <laughs> oh, that's my bag. Till they mess up and say something. Then all your joy is out the window because it's tied in the wrong place. But when you are at one with God, they can tell you they don't want you anymore and you can still have joy. They can mess up bad. Don't call you for no reason. Lose your phone number and you can still have joy. And you can still have peace because it's not tied to human flesh, but it's tied to your creator. Too many of you, I'll be honest, have set your value and your worth based upon other people. Don't you know that value is always determined by what created it and who created it? This is why you can go in a store and something costs a certain price because the person who made it said this is how much it's worth. You were worth the cross. You were, most, you were worth the most important and expensive thing that God could give. Never question your value again. And if you do, look to the cross of Calvary. He loved me enough to shed his blood and die so that I could have a right to life. So we don't tag the gospel onto our message. It is our message. Everything I've said to you, that, that's our message. In one way or another, every week, that's the message. You know what? Jesus, real deep. Uh, Pastor, what do you believe? Jesus. What do you believe about so-and-so and such-and-such? -and -such? Jesus. You know, people try to bait you in a debate and they say, but, but Pastor, what about this? And what do you believe about this candidate? Jesus. Pastor, why don't you preach about Democrats and Republicans? Because Jesus is neither one. He's Jesus. You get in these silly arguments when we don't realize we're fighting over something that doesn't matter because we worship Jesus. We don't worship who's in the White House. Stop losing friendships over stuff that don't matter. Was Jesus a black man or a white? Who cares? He said he died to save us. And he, he died to rescue us from that which we couldn't rescue on our own. But we want to fight and divide over stuff that God don't care about. Why does it matter on Christmas? Because he came to bring us together. Y'all feel, do you feel what I'm saying? As they say, do you feel me? <laughs> We're almost done. So what do we have? So what do we have because of Jesus? We have life. In him, in those moments where you feel dry and dead and drained, just call on the name of Jesus and he will breathe life back into you again. You know, sometimes I don't have hour-long prayer meetings, Brother Desert House. Sometimes I say to God, God, just breathe. Breathe on me. I don't have nothing deep to say to you, God. I don't have the right prayer. I need you to breathe some life into me so I can be everything that you created and called me to be. What else? We have fellowship with one another. Man, that's amazing because that means I'm reminded that I can't do this life by myself. I need the fellowship of other believers to help me walk through some days. I, my fellowship is great. The word, the Greek word is koinonia. It means that we have a, a common partnership. A common partnership. So that means that, look, look around the room. We got, we got all different kinds of people in here, yet we have a common partnership that centers around Jesus, and it doesn't center around the color of my skin. 
let me prove it to you. When you're in an emergency at, at, at midnight and you don't know what you're going to do, does the color of my skin matter? No, I need the fellowship of the other be- believers to be my lifeline. Whew. Man, I'm preaching myself today. I'll, I'll let y'all listen. We have complete and fulfilling joy. Complete and fulfilling joy. What's joy, Pastor? Does it mean that I'm running around, skipping, doing cartwheels, happy all the time? You know, did, yeah, I think my wife was in. Yeah, she's in here. So sometimes she'd be like, um, are you excited? And I'm like, yeah. You don't look excited. And she'll tell you. I'm telling the truth with the conversation. And, and, and are you sure you're excited? Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And then finally, inevitably, the conversation will reach a point where I say, well, do you want me to do cartwheels like you do when you're happy? Here's my point. With different people. Joy can be demonstrated different ways, but it's still constant. So what must we know in light of Christmas? What, what, what should we know on this day? What should we know in this season? There's five things that we should know. First, we should know that Jesus was from the beginning. He always, always existed. He was from the beginning. I'm sorry if I'm being a little theological today, but I want us to leave with some substance so that when we go over there and have that party and laugh, we know why we're laughing. And we know why we're celebrating. Jesus was God veiled in human flesh. He was veiled in human flesh. God stepped out of glory, put on humanity because he loved you. Who's the you he's talking to? Me. You got to know it when you wake up in the morning. He came and put on flesh because he loved me. What else? He's the word of life. Not the word of death. He's the word of life. Let me get deep for two seconds. There's so much heaviness that can come in your life sometimes it almost feels like death is pulling on you. You ever been there? Feel, feels like depression and de- is weighing you down because of all of you going through in your life. But Jesus comes to be the word of life. He shows up. What, what, what are you saying, Pastor? Stop entertaining people in your life who pull and don't ever put back. It didn't mean you're not saved because you don't let everybody just take, take, take. If Jesus came to make deposits in your life, you need to make sure the people around you do the same thing. Different message. We'll save that for February, relationship goals. (laughs) Anyway, we can have fellowship with one another. We've already said that. Do you realize that because of Jesus, we can have fellowship with one another even if we don't agree on everything? Y'all lean in. Lean in real good. I want everybody to listen to this. They can be your friend and you don't agree on everything. Y'all, y'all feel me there? Why? Because our friendship, our relationship is not based upon agreeing on everything. It's based upon our common agreement on Jesus. Number five, and this is what I want you to leave with today. I want you to carry this the rest of your life. We can have joy. Let me define it, and then we're going to worship, and Brother Des is going to close us out. Um, But joy is this. 
you strip away and you go back to the original language, this is what joy is. Don't ever forget that I told you this. It is confident assurance that God is in control. What does that have to do with your feelings? I feel so joyful today. You can feel something today that you don't feel tomorrow. That's why our relationships change with each other, because they're based on a feeling. (laughs) But when you realize it means that confident assurance that God is in, I don't know what you're going through. Be honest and and, and stand, go on and stand. I want to pray. If you came in here today, every head bowed, every eye closed, Um, if you're physically, if you you don't, you know, it's not like a command to stand, you can sit, but... um, I want you to think about this and be honest with your head bowed and eyes closed. How many of you came in with situations that you can't work out, but you, you, you need God to work? I mean, you really need, if you be honest, say, I, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I need God to move. If that's you, just, just lift your hand up all over the room, all over the room. Things that are causing you fear, get your hand, put your hand up high. You can be a believer, and sometimes you get afraid of some things. That's a, you know, the enemy tries to visit you. He visits you. I, here's what I tell people. And sometimes God will set you free, but then the enemy, he's like the, um, he's like the mailman. He'll come, he'll drive by your house and just try to kind of check on you. <clears throat> Think about this as we pray, and I want, you, I want you to understand this. You can't separate Christmas, the Christmas message from the Easter message. What do you mean by that? I can't separate his birth from his death. And I can't separate his birth and his death from his resurrection. Why are you saying this, Pastor? Because if God is powerful enough, watch this, if he's powerful enough to raise Jesus from the dead in three days. Now, he, we, we bear our own sin. I want you to hear me. I'm taking time with this because I want you to hear this because some of y'all are going to need a miracle tomorrow. We bear our own sin. He bore all the sins of all mankind for all eternity. If anybody, listen, if anybody should have stayed dead, it should have been Jesus. But he said, you know what? Destroy this temple in three days, I'll raise it up. And because he rose from the dead, every miracle, every breakthrough, Everything you need in your life is possible. And all we have to do is trust and believe. Now, as we pray, and then they're going to sing one last song in in this mess, but I want to pray for everybody. And I saw you, I saw you, who, who lifted your hand up. And here's what I'm praying for. I'm praying that you see your breakthrough before December 31st is over. Because some of us, what we've carried, we've carried for a long time. And it's time for us today to say, Lord, what, I'm, what I've been carrying, I'm going to put on Jesus. If Jesus bore something, if he bore our sicknesses, if he bore our grief, he bore our sorrows, then that means that both of us don't need to bear it. <laughs> So freedom is in the house today.
just kind of, if you got, just put one hand out as an act of receiving, just like this. You can do two if you want to. It doesn't make a difference. God will bless you anyway. And I want you to get a picture in your mind of what you want him to do. Be specific. Be bold in your mind as you think, God, I, I, I need you. I need you to do this. I'm trusting you to do this. I don't have it all right. I don't have it all together. You know, God is like, I know you don't have it all right and all together. I'm not waiting for you to get it all together to bless you. Some of you can't receive your breakthrough because you're waiting to be perfect. And God says, I'm just waiting for you to be available. And that act of just putting your hand out saying, God, whatever you have for me, I want it. I want everything you have for me. And Lord, I want you to shut the door on everything you don't have for me. And so, Father, I pray over everyone in this room right now as we celebrate your arrival today. Give us greater awareness of what you actually came to do. Lord, thank you for binding up our broken hearts. Thank you for lifting up our bow-down heads and strengthening our feeble knees. Thank you for healing our hearts that have been many so broken in this room. We smile, but inside we're broken and we're shattered. Lord, I thank you, and I ask you to bring healing in the lives of your people today. I ask you to bring mending of relationships today. I ask you to bring mending of hearts and minds today. I ask you to, to bring a restoration of worth and value that's tied to Jesus and not to this world, that's tied to Jesus and not to our possessions, that's tied to you and not to the car we drive or the house we have, God. But let our worth and value be found in our relationship with you. And Lord, I ask that you would work specifically in the situations that people have before you. I ask that you work in court cases, God. I ask that you work in families, Lord, that you, re you irk and bring reversals, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, I ask that you bring direction and instruction in the lives of your people today. Many are saying, Lord, what should I do? What do I need to do? What's my next move? And God is saying, trust me, and I'll give you direction. Just hold my hand, and I'll walk you through it. I don't know who needs to hear that, but God says, just hold my hand, and I'll walk you through it. You don't have to see a way. I've already made the way. And now repeat after me, Father. In Jesus' name, I thank you for what you've done for me. You see me, you know me. You know me like no other. You know my strengths because you gave them to me. And you know my weaknesses. You know my tendencies. You know my struggles. You know my addictions. But God, I turn them over to you right now. I give you my mind, my heart, my will, my emotions. I ask you, breathe on me. Breathe life. Breathe hope. Breathe faith. Let me walk boldly in the direction that you have for my life. I declare my life is blessed. My children are blessed. My home is blessed. My family is blessed. My future is blessed. My storehouse is blessed. Today, God, I command my own faith to rise. I command my own life to give you glory. Devil, go back where you came from. This day, I serve notice. I give you your pink slip in my life. You're fired from my mind, from my heart, 
from my emotions. Jesus, sit on the throne of my life and be Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.